0: I'm going to need some believers today. I haven't done this in a long time, but if you're newer to church or newer to this church, um, I'm what you call an audience participation, uh, audience participation kind of preacher. I like audience participation, so uh, let's just try this. Let's just try this. Just someone say "Hallelujah." That was hard, right? That was pretty simple. Saying, Don't leave my sister Latoya all by herself today. Someone say "Thank you, Jesus." Come on, amen. I, don't be the don't don't Miss Autumn in the back room be the only one that declares this God, you're worthy. Come on, I want you to open your mouth and say, Well, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Okay, all right, amen. All right, we're good. All right, all right. So talk to me today. If you believe what the word of God says and what I'm saying is truth, then open up your mouth and say so. Amen. All right. So we're starting this new series today here. Just wanted you to kind of just get this idea where we're going. And this is coming directly from Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Believe it or not, I actually love this time of year because I get to talk about demonology like all month long. I love this. I, I-, I love seeing God's people free. You might hate this time of year, but I love it. And I'm going to share some stories throughout the month. But um, man, this year alone dating back to, to December of last year, we've been casting out like demons like every month. Praise the Lord, okay? It's just been <laughs> to one of them years. and um, To God be the glory for that. But I want to I show you why. Check this out. Check out what Jesus says in Luke chapter 10. He says, look, I have given you authority. I think King James says power. I have given you authority. What do you have? You have authority. You have power to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy and nothing will by any means harm you you have authority to trample on all the power of the enemy now let me tell you this i don't believe at all that it is coincidence that just this weekend both the new Exorcist movie came out and the nation of Israel was under attack. I don't think that is coincidence at all. In fact, I want to tell you, firstly, whether you are aware of it or not, spiritual warfare is happening all around you all the time. Okay. And secondly, I don't really care if you just believe the exorcist is only entertainment. And I don't care if you think that Israel is an occupational force. Here's what I care about. I care about you knowing today that you can no longer be biblically ignorant in these last days. That's what I care about. You look, look, look what Peter said in 1 Peter 5. He said, stay alert. Woo! You're pat... Pastor Ogle told me the other day that the average American Christian comes to church once a month. So out of 52 Sundays, we'll see you 12 times in America when there are brothers and sisters around the world who will literally go into hiding. Churches underground every day if they could just to be in God's presence. Just to be with God's people. American church, it is time to wake up. And I don't mean in the sense that it's being pushed on you politically or pushed on you from from the media. I mean stay alert. Wake up. Watch out for your great adversary. Notice he doesn't, God doesn't have an adversary. He's our adversary. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Here's what you need to do. Resist him by standing firm in your Faith, I know the devil's out to try to scare you, he's out to try to tempt you, he's out to try to destroy you. Korea, give him that video real quick. Here's what I want to do I want you to get this in your mind next time the devil shows up and tries. back. This is my favorite video of like of all time. No, not that. I'm sorry, not that one. Give me the other one. You got the other video? Give me another video. You got the other video. Yes, I love this one. Come on, somebody. You resist him by standing firm in the faith. Everybody put your hands together. And let's say no, not today, devil, not today, not today. Amen. All right, all right. If you will stand your feet with me now, because I want to read this, these scriptures together from Numbers chapter 21. Now remember, you have, a po- you have the authority, the power to trample on snakes and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. So check this out. It says that in verse twenty-four or verse four of Rome, uh, where my numbers twenty-one, it says that when the Israelites had journeyed and they went a, a great distance, the Bible says that the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way, and the people spoke. Here it is against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water. And our souls loathe this worthless bread or, or this manna. Check us out. So God sent poisonous snakes among the people, and many were bitten. What? Okay, am I saying this right? Were bitten and died. Now let, let's follow this for a moment. Look at verse 5 again. Because God's people, we have a bad habit of just complaining, don't we? Come on know you want to just poke the person next to you right Uh, pastor's preaching about you right now look what israel does they accuse god of bringing them into the wilderness to die so what does god do god just complies with their complaints okay okay can i help somebody here today would you stop blaming god when you get exactly what you've been claiming stop blaming god Stop, stop you're the one who sits around saying i'm ugly God, why can't I get a man? You're the one sitting around saying, I'll I'll never be wealthy. God, why can't I ever make any money? I think, you're the one always sitting around saying, I don't feel like exercising. I don't feel like eating healthy. God, why can't I lose weight? Ladies and gentlemen, Do not be mad at God when he gives you exactly what you've been professing with your mouth. Can I remind you, according to Proverbs 18, the power of life and death is in your tongue. So I want somebody today to stop speaking death over yourself and declare what God says about you. Because God is only going to give you what you declare. I keep going. Verse 7. Verse 7. Then the people came to Moses and cried out, we have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. So Moses, pray that the Lord will take away the snakes. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord told him, make a replica of a poisonous snake and attach it to a pole. That's pretty cool. Make a replica and attach to a pole. All who are bitten will live if they simply look. All I have to do is look. Okay? So Moses made a snake out of bronze, out of brass, and he attached it to a pole. Then anyone who was bitten by a snake, here's what, check this out. Anytime it happened, they could look at that bronze snake and they would live. I think it's, I know it's once a year, sometimes it's more than that, but we have a see you at the pole kind of prayer. Would you just point to somebody right now and just say, I'll see you at the pole. And if you're married, that might have a double meaning. Come on, somebody. Amen. All right. All right you can be seated. You can be seated. Corina, let's give them that image of, of the snake on the, the bronze snake on the pole. Now, with a quick show of hands, who hates snakes? Anybody hates snakes? I've shared this before, but when I used to carry mail, one of the craziest things is when you're looking at the mail in your hand, and then you look down, and you see something slithering in front of you. You're just like, oh, I bind the devil. It's one of those wild things. Hey. You people who who hate snakes, this right here, this is what the people were looking at. This this bronze snake. And really, I want to ask the question. The first question I want to ask is, God, why a snake? Why a snake? Why why not not something like like an angel? Why why not something a little more maybe biblical, like a dove? Or or how about a, a lamb? But a snake. I want you to see what God was doing in this moment with the nation of Israel. He was shining a light all the way back to the original problem. In the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve and the fall because of a snake. He's shining a light all the way back. It was in the garden that the serpent, he didn't bite Eve to spread his venom. The serpent bit her beliefs and he deceived her. Think about it like this. The serpent goes to Eve, he says... Did God really say? Did God God really say? He was making her right away doubt God's goodness. Doubt what God had already declared. And I want to tell you that anytime the enemy can get in your head, he's already got you. If he can get you here, he's already got you. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Because you need to know this. Whenever the enemy attacks you, he attacks what you know about God. He attacks what you know. If God says to you, you are healed, here comes that snake slithering and saying, You're not really healed. You're going to die from this thing. If God says to you, you are free, that snake slithers in there and he says, No, no, no. You you know you're not free. You're a fake. That's what you are. You're not free because you and I both know what you were just doing this week. You're not free. I I want to remind you that when God says to you, you are my child, I love you, that the enemy is going to show up and tell you there is no way that you deserve the love of the heavenly father because the serpent is doing what the serpent will always do. He's not trying to bite you. He's trying to bite your beliefs. He's trying to infect your mind because if he can infect your mind, he can infect everything about you. If he can get you to doubt, he can get you to doubt God in any situation. And that's why the Bible teaches us in 2 Corinthians 10, we have to, Destroy every argument and every lofty opinion that raises itself against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought into captivity. There's truth but grabbing hold of my, my, my mind and say Wait a second, why am I thinking this? Did this thought come from Christ? Oh no, then I'm gonna make it obey Christ. Tell me, Jesus, I'm looking at a generation. Your opinions have been so shaped by social media and media and, and, and the politics of our day. But you probably really can't even fully think for yourself anymore. Because let me, let me run to the, the talking points first. Let, let me go check what someone else says about this first. Can I give you maybe one more form of a... Uh, uh, information you need to run to. Try running this book right here, and <laughs> formulate your opinions based on what this says right here, because it will be contrary to almost everything you've been told in the last few years, everything the media pushes on you. But this thing is the only thing that will bring you life and joy and victory and hope. Only this book right here can really transform the world around us. The enemy wants to wants to to bite our belief system. And f- full candor, since 2020, I have watched Christians no longer believe because their mind was bitten. I, I, I can't get them to believe in praising God. They'll just stand there and just stare. I can't get them to believe in shouting. What, why, why would I shout? What, you're, you've been shouting at the bears for five weeks now. Come on, somebody. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I can't get them to believe in, what, sorry, Pastor Oakley, tithing. And that's why you're, you, you find yourself still struggling because you're not honoring God. I can't even get some of you to believe in coming to church every single Sunday. What scripture are you using to justify staying at home? And I I, I love you. And hear me. Hear me because I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I'm glad that you love God. And I'm glad you've got a relationship with God. But that's why people aren't coming to you when they've got demons. Because you don't even come to God's house. That's why people don't come to you in any prayer for healing. Because you don't come to God's house. That's why people aren't coming to you for discipleship. Because you're not following God every single day. Life. I'm getting in trouble now. I'm about to get canceled. Thank you. I still have to give an account to the Almighty. I'm going to tell you what his word says. This is why some of you don't believe in loving your enemies. Your mind's been bitten. This is why some of you don't believe in in blessing those who curse you. Your mind has been bitten. This is why some of you don't, don't believe in doing good to those who hate you. Your beliefs have been bitten. This is why some of you don't believe that wives should submit to their husbands. And husbands should love their wives the way Christ loves the church and gave himself for her. This is why some of you don't believe that the Bible called it sin 3,000 years ago. It is still sin in 2023. Because my mind has been poisoned by the lies of the enemy. My beliefs have been bitten. You don't think we're living in the last days? I want to show you something that Paul said 2,000 years ago to Timothy. He said it this way. He said, the Spirit expressively states, this is 1 Timothy 4, that in the last times, in the last days, are, are we frozen? Is that what's going on? There we go, thank you. I want to make sure you get this. Check out. In the last days, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceitful or seducing spirits and doctrines or teachings of demons. In the last days, we will see people walk away from God Walk away from the faith, the God who healed them, the God who delivered them, the God who saved them, because they're giving heed. They're listening to demonic teaching, and they don't even know it. They don't even realize they've been bitten. How can you live in the Garden of Eden, surrounded by all of God's goodness, and let a snake deceive you? Only when your beliefs are bitten. This is how the enemy spreads his poison. So can I tell you today, family, please hear me. Don't believe the snakes. Can I get an amen? <laughs> I, 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 my heart grieves when I look at you, the Christians of this, of this day and age, and you're poisoned. I live, your love is poisoned, and your joy is poisoned, your peace is poisoned. Your prayer time has been poisoned, and now your family time has been poisoned. So, so can we just do this today? Can we just finally let Satan know? Today is the day you get out of my head and you get where you belong, under my feet. Let me remind you again what Jesus said. I have given you power, authority to trample on all the power of the enemy. And you know what Jesus, Jesus actually drew this straight from Psalms 91. Israel was calling what happened to them, their 9-11. But in Psalms 91-1, we know Psalms 9, if you will, we know that that those who dwell in the shells of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty. But I love this verse right here. This is what God promises us. You will trample on lions and cobras, you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. Ladies and gentlemen, get the devil out of your head and get him under your feet where Jesus declared he belongs. Okay. Thank you for those four claps, hallelujah. The rest of you, my God, I pray today is that day of deliverance. And it has to start here. It has to Okay. It has to start here. Woo! Pastor Bethel's running a race today. It's a marathon. I get that. But if he was running a sprint, I promise you you know how he's going to get across that finish line? Head first. You are going to get through everything in this life when you allow God to be the head of your life and he gets you through head first. Okay. Look at verse 7 with me again. Give me, give me verse 7 again. Cream. So God sends out these poisonous snakes in verse 6, right? And, and the people are crying out. Uh oh, we've messed up. We, we, we've, messed up. We, we've sinned against God. Moses, please, please talk to God and tell him to take away the snakes. Take them away, remove them. Right? So what would what would be the easiest thing for God what would be the easiest thing for God to do right here? Remove them. Just get rid of them, God. Just take it, just take it away. We all have some kind of snakes biting at our heels right now. Come on, somebody got some, you got some bills biting you. You got some bosses biting you. You've got some sickness biting you. You, You've got some addiction biting you. You've got some failures and fears that are trying to bite you. See, whatever that snake is, it seems like whatever it is in your life, it seems like the easiest thing for God to do would just be remove it. Just take it away. I want to show you what God actually said to Jeremiah one time. He said this, though. He said in Jeremiah 8, he said, Behold, I will send serpents among you, vipers which cannot be charmed, and they shall bite you, says the Lord. And then he goes on to say this in verse 22. He says, Is there no balm or no medicine in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of my people Recovered. God, just remove the snakes. That would be the easiest thing to do. And God says, no, I'm not going to remove the snakes. Instead, here's what I'm going to have you do. Moses, here's what I want you to do. Make a cure. Make a cure. And, and how, do, how, how do I do that? How do I, how do I get the cure? You make it. Make a cure. Well, make it out of what? Because we think he's a holy God, right? So, so our kind of God, our God, he would never fight. He would always fight right with wrong, right? Let me, let me combat wrong with right. Let me combat darkness with light. Let me combat, um, if you will, good with evil. That's what we think God would do. But what does God do here? He says, I'm not going to take the snakes away. I want you to make a snake of your own. I'm going to fight evil with evil. Wait, what? What? Wait, wait. Why? Why would you use sin against sin? What, what are you doing here, God? Why? I need you to know that in the Old Covenant, they were under what was called the Law of Moses. So, Paul gets this revelation in Romans 8 and he says this, God has done what the law, which is weakened by flesh, what the law could not do. He sent his son Jesus in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. And here's what Jesus did. Jesus condemned sin in his flesh. I need you to get this so you know exactly what I'm trying to tell you today. God sent his son in the likeness and in the shape of the very thing that he came to destroy Jesus, who knew no sin, according to Corinthians 5, became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. I'm trying to tell you, Jesus became sin for the sinner. Oh, he's not fighting good with evil. He's fighting sin with sin. The only way Jesus could defeat sin was to become sin so that we could become what we never were, the righteousness of God. I don't know what that does for you, ladies and gentlemen, but when you finally catch that revelation, what God has done for you, it makes you throw up your hands and say, whoa. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. (laughs) The serpent on that pole became a savior because all they had to do was look up and they would live. Isn't that crazy? The serpent becomes the savior just like our Savior on a cross became like that serpent. Did pastor just call Jesus a snake? That's not what I said. I only said what Jesus said about himself. Look what he says to Nicodemus in John 3. He says, as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? I just want to remind you today that if you have been bitten, you have a Savior who was beaten. Yeah. He was pierced for our transgressions. See, he became sin so we could become righteous. He was he was literally wounded or bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement or the punishment of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. This is what Jesus went through for you. Is there no God? is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician? Yes, his name is the Messiah, Jesus, Yeshua. He went through this so that you might receive what you could not earn on your own. You are now healed and whole and right with God because your Savior became sin on that cross. Jesus isn't just some good luck charm. He's not your, your rabbit's foot. He's, he's, he's not your home remedy. Jesus is the cure to every single curse in your life. Paul said like this in Galatians 3, he said, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us because it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree when he hung there he was becoming a curse for us so that you and i could stand here today not cursed but blessed family if you have been blessed by god can you just say thank you lord if you if you have the favor of god can you say thank you lord If you know you're no longer any curse, but literally you are under the blessing spout of heaven, can you say, thank you, Jesus? I'm loved by God because Jesus was cursed by God. I'm blessed by God because Jesus was cursed by God. What's my point in all this? Guess what I'm simply trying to tell you is this. If you don't fully understand what Jesus accomplished on the cross... Here's what you'll do. You, you'll start praising God for stupid stuff. Yeah, come on. I got a new car. Praise God. Yeah. Right. That purse finally went on clearance. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. I only paid $200 to not see Messi play at Soldier Field. Hallelujah. See, we'll start praising God for stupid things. Just dumb stuff. And God, I believe God said there look like, is that all I've done? Is that all I'm good for? Just a little thank you when somebody pays your bills or somebody takes you out to lunch? Thank no, no, I- I believe there are people in this room that can testify. God has done so much more than get me a new purse and a new car and tickets to a soccer game. Come on, where are the men and women that can testify in this place? If not for God, I would still be chained to my sin. If not for Jesus, I'd be bound and destined for an eternal hell. Where are the men and women that can testify in this house today? But because of Jesus, I'm on my way to a new home, an eternal home. And before I get there, I've been set free from the the power of sin and death. Somebody take 10 seconds and praise God that Jesus has set you free. You are liberated, and you will live forevermore. Amen. Amen. Can not give him verse 9 real quick. i got to wrap this up. Verse 9. Now, this version doesn't really say it like this, but I think a different version will say that every time or whenever they would look up. So God didn't take the snakes away. He didn't remove them. That means they were probably still getting bitten. Days, weeks, months later, the serpents were still there. But every time they would look, every time they would look up at that snake hanging on that pole, yes, they would be reminded. I think we, we all have reminders of this. Every time we look up, man, my sin has caused suffering. Look at at everybody affected because of my sin. It doesn't just affect me. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. My sin just doesn't affect me. My sin causes suffering. Every time they look up at that snake, they'd also be reminded that complaining against God, it's got some consequences. Every time they look up at at that serpent, they'd also be reminded, you know what we really deserve? We really deserve death. But I love this about our God. Because... Every time they'd look up at that snake, they would also be reminded of something they didn't deserve. Where sin abounds, grace so much more abounds. Whew. Ladies and gentlemen, if, you've rec- if, the, really, if the grace you have received is greater than the punishment you deserve, can you just throw up your hand and say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> the grace I've received is greater than what I really deserve, for by grace I have been saved. I've been saved. i got to wrap this up. Second thing I want to tell you is just r- real quick. God will use the same thing that brings the curse to bring the cure. The same thing that brought the curse will bring the cure. Anyone ever been bit by a snake? Anyone ever been bitten by a snake? I hope you never do. Oh, you got bit by a snake? Really? Lord, that's right. I had to suck the venom out, right? No, I don't remember that. (laughs) But I believe you. If you believe you're bit by a snake, then I believe you too, okay? No one else? Thank God for that. Have you been bit by a snake? Okay, and was it poisonous? Okay, yeah, right on. Right. Thank God for that. Amen. Just stomp on it and walk. be on your way. Venomous snakes. I want to buy a venomous snake. Okay, thank God for that. All right. Praise the Lord. Let me talk quickly about this. If God will use the same thing that brings the, the curse to bring the cure, if you know anything about, about snake bites, and I've talked about this before, we call it, it's commonly called antivenom, right? Antivenom. But I think the proper term is actually anti-venom. And so what it is is this. is, is they all, In order to create the anti-venom, what they do is they have to milk the venomous snake. Right? So they'll get some of that venom. And then here's what they do. They inject it into an animal. Sometimes it's horses. And other times, give them that image I got created. Other times it's one of these. Yeah, there you go. They take the venom. And they inject small amounts into a lamb. And then you know what the lamb's blood does? Immediately the lamb's blood starts creating, or the, the lamb's body starts creating an immunity. It builds antibodies. That's, that's what begins to happen within the blood of the lamb. And then they just then they just extract the lamb's blood and they use that to treat the person who's been bitten by a snake. This ain't deep. Come on, somebody. How do I overcome that old serpent, the devil?" Revelations 12, verse 10 says, Then I heard a loud shout across the heavens, and it came at last. Salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser, that Satan of our brothers and sisters, has been thrown down to earth. The one who accuses them before our God day and night. How do I overcome that old serpent? They defeated him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Can somebody just take a moment right now and let that devil know you are defeated. And here's the word of my testimony. The blood of Jesus is greater than the venom you tried to spew into my mind and spew into my life. The blood is how I defeat the enemy. The blood of Jesus. Uh, And I need you to know, the the blood of Jesus has not only saved you, The blood of Jesus also, it's helped you build immunity to survive where other people have died. Come on, come on, family. I need you to know that God uses snake-bitten people. Why? Because snake bitten people are survivors. Come on, where are my survivors at in the house? The, the, you know what I'm talking about? People have sur- You've survived abuse yeah, and, you're, and you're still here. You, you survived divorce and you're still here. You, you survived sorrow and pain and brokenness and you're still here. You survived drugs and addiction. You survived prison. You survived almost dying and you are still here. I need you to know God is using you as a sum to somebody else's venom. God wants to use your life He's not just trying to save you He's trying to help you To use you So other people can survive My God If if you've survived loneliness If you've survived failure or or mistakes Then you need to know the reason why you are still here Is because God is going to use you to be a cure To somebody else Who's been abused and neglected And is going through what you've gone through I, I, I fully believe that most of us don't even see our past correctly. We All we really ever see is our hurt and our pain. All we, all we see is what we've lost and, and how we've been rejected and how we've struggled. And all we really see is our snake bites. And all the while that you're sitting there crying and you're sitting there agonizing and you're suffering and you're thinking that you're worthless and God could never use you. I need you to see the reason God did not kill you is because he's making a cure out of your life. And if you need a scripture, I love this verse. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Check this out. Who comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the same comfort we have received from God ourselves. Woo! You mean the reason I survived that abuse is so that God can use my testimony to help someone else survive? You mean, the, you mean the reason I survived that addiction is so God can use me to help someone else survive? You mean I become the cure? God brings the cure from the curse. And here I thought it was a curse in my life. But isn't it like my God to take what they meant for evil and turn it for your good. All right, I'm done. I'm done. i can wrap this up. I want to speak to those in the room who have been bitten. And I need you to know that just because you've been bitten doesn't mean that God will allow you to be beaten. I will say it again. Just because you have been bitten does not mean that your God is going to allow your life to be beaten. In fact, Jesus told us like this. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician? Here's what Jesus said. He said this to the Pharisees one time. He said, look, it is not the healthy who need a doctor. It's the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. I don't care what has bitten you today. I don't care what has infected you or affected you. I don't even care how swollen you are right now. I dare you to declare with your swollen self I know the great physician and because I know the great physician, I will recover. I've made some mistakes, but I will recover. I got myself into this mess, but I will recover. I, I, I I, I don't know how you've been abused, but I came to tell you because of the great physician, you You will recover. I don't know how the enemies come against you, but if you know the great physician, you will recover. If your family has hurt you, the physician will help you recover. If people have hurt you, the physician will help you recover. If you've lost your job, lost your way, lost your faith, Jesus is here today to let you know, I am the great physician, and I will help you recover. Will you stand your feet with me today? Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no medicine for God's people? Is there no physician? I remind you, the snake is the only one who's ever going to try to get you to believe that there's no cure, that there's no hope, that there's no way out. That you'll always be this way. That God doesn't really love you. That you don't, really His, you don't really deserve His grace. The snake is the one spitting that venom constantly. Telling you there is no healing. And I just want to remind you just one more time. There is a cure. All you have to do is look to the cross. The nation of Israel looked up at that serpent on a pole. We look up at the Savior... On a cross. And the Bible tells us that we look to Jesus. This is Hebrews 12, the author and the finisher of our faith. Everyone that will, would you just lift your hands with me and let's just look up? We are looking for healing today. We are looking for wholeness today. We're looking for that balm in Gilead. We're looking for that great physician because the enemy has lied to us too long. So we look up to the cross of Jesus Christ. And you know what Jesus says? He says, and actually says in John 12, he says, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. I will draw mankind to me. So Father, I ask in this moment right here, you see your children, Father, and you you know the Lord. You know right where we are you know where we've been bitten you know what we actually believe or don't believe about your word you know how we've been infected you know where the venom has spread and you came to tell us today there is a cure there is a cure look to the cross there is a cure there is a cure, is a cure. my god my God, there is a cure. Some of you have been carrying a burden for so long. There's a cure for that heaviness. Because you believe you have to carry this. And God is saying today, now, Cast all your burdens, all your cares on me because I care for you. There's a cure. <sighs> My God, some of you are you're so confused. And you think you, you, you know right from wrong. And, and, you, and you think you know better in the word of God and God is just simply saying today I've got a cure for your confusion look to the cross I, I've got a cure for for the, the questions look to the cross look to Jesus because he will start it and he will finish the work he began in your life look to Jesus oh my God I want to I want to tackle what I just sense in the room. So I'm, I'm coming for that enemy today. Father, I thank you that you hear me when I pray. And I thank you for the authority that you gave to Jesus. And Lord Jesus, I thank you for the authority that you've given now to me. I speak to every deceiving spirit in this house. I rebuke every doctrine of demons. And, and in these last days, I rebuke that, that literally those... Those seducing spirits that are trying to pull you away from the faith. My God, I want to speak to those of you who know exactly what I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to your spirit. And I know you sense this. And this is why the enemy is just trying to get you to, to distract you. Or he's, trying to, he's trying in some way to, to get you to think of other things. Uh, get out of here, devil, in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. We don't have any time for you. Father, I ask right now that what you begin to do is that you show your children... Show them what healing really looks like. Show them what freedom really looks like. Show them what your victory really feels like. Show them right now, God. I feel like I just need to open up this altar, so I'm going to do this right now. If you've been bitten in any way and you're ready for that cure, I want you to come to this altar. Come on. Come on. I've been bitten, but I, I need the cure. Come on. Amen. Come on.